The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Support for this show comes from The Calling Academy. Using research and online courses to empower people from all faiths and spiritual paths to live a full life. Learn how to answer your call at callingacademy.com. From Spirituality and Health Magazine, this is Essential Conversations. My guest today is Stephen Kiesling. He's the editor-in-chief of Spirituality and Health Magazine, and Steve comes on just before the release of every issue to talk about what's coming out. So, Steve, welcome to Essential Conversations. Well, thank you. It's, it's good to be back. And what's coming out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we're here what? to talk about our, our January, February issue, uh, which hits the newsstands in, uh, right at the end of December. And, you know, we're still in in the real world rather than the virtual world. So we, you know, we work way ahead of time and, you know, we team up with artists and we illustrate things and then we send it off to a printer and then we wait and then it shows up in the mailbox or it shows up. It's a very different um, and actually wonderful way of, of living that that's becoming more and more uh, uh, rare, I guess. Um so it's it's an interesting, you know, a combination of technologies to be doing a podcast about a print magazine. You gotta love this. But um, anyway, that's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's the. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I mean, you do all the work, and then there's this lag time while you're working on the next one, which won't be out for <laughs> months. So exactly, yeah, it's a, it's a very different thing. I wonder if it if it creates a different kind of community of of participants, readers, in the sense of the magazine. I know that one of the things that we're trying to do is to move beyond the notion of the passive reader, the just someone who just receives the magazine, absorbs the information, and waits for the next one. I know you're looking for for more than that, or you'd like to be a a vehicle to help people be more than that. Yeah, that's that's very true. And and part of what happens is that our our readers tend to be you know, very educated, involved people, um, the kind of people are doing exactly the sorts of projects that we want to cover. So, you know, part of part of this endeavor is also to reach out and say, hey, uh, you're reading this magazine because you are interested in what these people are doing, what our, you know, our experts are doing. And 
you know, face it, you're an expert too. So tell us what it is, what's really motivating, motivating you at the moment. And that's, I mean, that's the, the business of being a magazine editor is going out and finding people who have things to say. And, and actually a lot of the people who have really good things to say are people who read this magazine. So this is a pitch to all, all of our readers to, you know, send in ideas. Um, it's Steve at spiritualityhealth.com will get you to my my e- email inbox and, you know, say what you're doing. So it's so, not that, just that you're asking for, oh, Steve, I think we ought to have an article. You ought to research this. You ought to publish something on this. You're actually, in, if I'm hearing you right, you're actually inviting people to say, I'd like to write something on X. I have expertise in this area. Are you interested in publishing me? Yeah, that's I, that's exactly the point. I mean... I, I had the, uh, you know, in the course of every issue, and for, I mean, most of the time I get to go someplace and do something. That's part of, you know, um, part of my practice and, and part of my job is to go, fi- you know, find interesting people to talk to. And this, in this issue, I went to uh, an event called Rest of All, which was outside of uh, Flagstaff. And uh, that was, uh, Rest of All is sort of, is festival and retreat a combination. And it was a, a sort of a, an event created out in the desert and full of interesting people. And actually quite a few of the people there uh, were subscribers to the magazine, in, including the people who, um, who, who put the thing on, who, who owned the, uh, uh, the ranch where this uh, Rest of All took place, uh, Mark and Kate Sorensen. And they, they had started, they had come to what was Navajo country. Mark came 40 years ago and uh, fell in love with the place. He was studying uh, education and he wanted to study the Navajo way of education. And he ended up uh, moving there and starting a school called the star school, which means service to all relations or something. Anyway, it's a, a wonderful off the grid school of, that's all Navajo kids and it's all about relationship to each other, to this, you know, to the planet, to the sky, to, I mean, it's I mean, amazing place. Anyway, there are subscribers of the magazine and uh, Mark ended up writing this wonderful story about the Navajo way of peacemaking, which is in the January issue. And, uh, you know, hopefully his wife is going to write something else. Um, she's, uh, and they're also, they're Burning Man people. They, every year they've gone to Burning Man where I've never been, but, um, uh, we actually had another, another piece, we have another piece in this issue from a, a woman who's been going to Burning Man for years, which, and she sees that as the, you know, creativity is the antidote to, you know, all of the, the other kind of terrible things that are happening on our planet mm-hmm. right now. Anyway, it's just, it's it, the, the community of, of spirituality and health keeps expanding through these connections. And it's amazing to find, you know, find our subscribers in interesting places like way out in the middle of the desert or at Burning Man or, um, or at conferences or wherever. So. No, that's, that's fine. I mean, I've never been to Burning Man either. Every time I think of Burning Man, I guess think of hemorrhoids. (laughs) That's as as close to Burning Man as I'm ever going to get. But, uh, But, but I think it's really fascinating if, if people are hearing this the way you intended and the way I'm hearing it myself, is you're really asking for another level of engagement with the reader, reader slash contributor. 
And I, I hope people are, are going to take that to heart because, like you said, they, they, you know, each person who gets the magazine has a passion for something, an interest in something, an expertise in something. And if, if uh, they let you know, there may be an opportunity for them to share that with the other. Then it's a real community. We get to share with each other and not simply receive uh, what you like. In many magazines, there's sort of that elite group that gets to publish. And here you're saying, no, let's, let's learn from each other. What we're looking for is really the the awakening moments that people have, and and one of the one of the awakening moments that I ran across at this rest of all uh, experience was a woman named Hannah Hannah Mendoza, who runs the uh, the hippie zippy elixir bar, and she goes to festivals, and she's used to you know. Uh, dancing all night and you, you have a sea of bodies and they're, they're going crazy. And she was running her, uh, some sort of food truck, I guess, uh, a vegan food truck. And she realized that she didn't want to, uh, try and stay up all night by drinking caffeine or doing drugs or all the other things that people typically do to stay up all night and dance. And so she started playing with superfoods. Hmm. And her awakening was to make these elixirs out of, you know, combinations of mushrooms and um, and different nut milks and all these things. I mean, not the magic mushrooms, but I mean, just, uh, you know, healthy mushrooms and to make things that make elixirs that allow people to dance all night or to recover from dancing all night. And it was amazing to be at this, you know, out in the desert where she's making these, these potions, uh, with, with her blender each morning and they're really fabulous. And, and she's, uh, you know, she's created a business, you know, that, that goes to all these festivals now and makes these magical potions and people dance all night with them. Uh, but she also provides the recipes in the issue of, you know, how to make them, make them yourself and, you know, how to set your intention. You know, this is what you want to do. If you want to be, be calm or if you want to be excited or this or that, you add these ingredients yeah, I'd never thought about my morning coffee that way. Yeah, right. And this this is a way to share. And if not just in the print magazine, you could share it uh, online too with the with the, uh, the the website. So exactly, yeah. I, I know that you talked to a couple of, or not talked to you. You're publishing a couple of my friends uh, in the next issue, the January February issue. Ed Bastian and Adya Shanti, and they're two very very different characters certainly but you know i know that ed in the in the essay he's he's publishing with you but just because i've known him for the last 15 plus years he is involved in in a, in a sense in helping people fashion their own spiritual paths based on what he calls your spiritual style or spiritual learning style just the way you know people are audio learners or kind of aesthetic learners or you know visual learners he he's got uh, a whole list of ways that people engage in spirituality and suggest that you work with the one that's that's your strong suit and not sort of force yourself into someone else's system and and i'm I'm curious from your experience with readers if that's a general trend you know there was creating your own spiritual path is a general trend because I know Thomas Moore, who writes for us every time, a regular columnist. Uh, he's got a number of books about this kind of thing, about creating your own your own religious path, your own spiritual path. So, 
is that is that you think that's sort of a general interest of of the reader? I, I think so. I mean, the question is, I mean, how does how does each one of us choose a path? And I think both Adi Ashanti and and Ed are going at the same question. I mean, Adi Ashanti's great his his push is to ask people you know ask people to find the question that they need to ask, mm-hmm. and. And Ed lays it out of here's and here here are a dozen great questions. You know, start with these, see what resonates. Right, um, right. That works together and, and very it, nicely. Yeah, it's it's all getting at the same thing. Of I, I you know I haven't met I haven't I've never sat with Adi Ashanti though I've I know so many people who have so I feel like I know him. And the same thing I've never met Ed but I've talked to him on the phone a lot so I feel like I know him. You know. It, I mean, I think the the issue is about is helping people find a path. And I think at this moment, and one of the things I love that you wrote in the issue was about finding a path where, you know, where we were working on this issue when a bomb was dropped in the middle of it, at least for me, uh, in terms of the election and just waking up to a a different kind of reality or, or, or awakening to the I think you described it very well is that there's always, there's an ongoing battle between, uh, you know, people, the search for freedom and, and trying to avoid freedom. Right. Right. Yeah. What, what Eric uh, Fromm calls the escape from freedom. Yeah. And we have a path trying to stay on a path and then the path changes. And at the same time, how do you realign? And I think that's, that's where this issue is particularly helpful because you know, I'm 58 years old. I think, well, I have a path, but guess what? I can read through Ed's checklist and go, wait a second. Okay. How do I, how do I realign myself now given, given what's happened? And, and that's really important. I think, and actually to take a moment to, um, to to stop and and not react and think about okay well where am I right now given given this it's not that the world has changed but there is the lens that we see the world has certainly shifted I think in a in a very uncomfortable way. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. 
complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And well, this is a good moment to, uh, to really reflect on that. And what, what do we do move in moving forward? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would say two things to that. Number one, I don't want to assume that uh, spirituality and health readers are all on the liberal end of the spectrum or all Democrats or all voted for, you know, one candidate or no one voted for President-elect Trump. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, that's, and yeah. that's true. That's so, definitely so, true. so I don't I don't really want to go that way. But I think things have changed, though I don't think the election in and of itself uh, is the cause of the change. I think it simply reflects the change. And one of the things that's changed is we live in a post-truth reality. Facts don't yes. matter. And here we are, or you are, I guess I work for you, <laughs> but here we are publishing a magazine that is about truth and about facts, about, look, here's, here's a practice. Here's a, something that we, we think works. And I'm, I'm wondering if we have a, or you feel a greater responsibility to get these truths out there in a post-truth environment. <laughs> yes. And, and it's actually one of the things that makes me happy to still be in the print business because it takes time. I mean, we get to work on things and, and think about them. Uh, you can't wake up in the middle of the night and tweet something. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I still could, but the, uh, but there's actually a lot of reflection that has to happen to print a magazine. And a lot of back and forth. And also a, a lot of eyes have to go on it. Mm. And, and there are two things that happen. I mean, part of the, the issue is this issue is helping people to find their own truth. Um, but that's, I guess, to get to your point, I mean, finding one's own truth is, is not a trivial thing. And it's very, very difficult. And it, it doesn't come out in 160 character bits. Okay, okay. I have to interrupt. Work. Clearly, you don't tweet. Yeah. It's 140 characters. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 140. Yeah, okay. Whatever it is. Yeah, I'm not a tweeter. But it's just not my thing. Uh -huh. uh, and yeah, I, I feel, I mean, I feel like a dinosaur in a lot of ways. And at the same time, it's. That's an important thing. I mean, we, what, one of the things that happened actually in my life was we started one of the first uh, health services on the, before the internet on CompuServe in 1980, 1988 or something. And, and I remember even working on it then being concerned about it because one, it wasn't as much fun as working on a print magazine because you don't get to you don't get to work with the same art directors. But, but also, um, how easy it was to just make stuff up, and that's become you know just glaringly obvious. Right. Well, like you said, there's many eyes that have to look at this, so you get a lot of people's take to challenge things, to question things before it actually comes out in print, and and you you want to be trusted. So, because the, the obligation isn't simply to get magazine into someone's hands, uh, 
It's to make sure you're getting fact-based reality into someone's hands. And that's not always easy to do, uh, especially now, but, but just the fact it takes, I don't want to say it takes a village, but okay, it takes a village <laughs> to put out a magazine. And that's, that's the, the, I guess the safety net of the magazine is that it's not just you, you know, uh, sending out your opinion. Uh, it's, it's people going, wait, wait, that makes no sense. Let me, let, let's rethink that. Or let me get some clarification on that before we actually commit to print. So it does, it slows things down, but I think it deepens the quality of what emerges. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, tweeting is a, is a whole different medium. It's just, it's got nothing to do with that. Tweeting is, is very <laughs> in the moment and it's only meant to be temporary. And, you know, we take it far too seriously though. I, I tweet a lot. Uh, I've got 40,000 plus followers on my Twitter feed, uh, wow. Rabbi Rami, at, or however that works, at Rabbi Rami when you go to Twitter. And, and I, I, I do all kinds of snarky things on Twitter, but they're just meant to be fun and not, you know, they're not serious like uh, I do for the magazine. So let, let me ask you another question, though, sort of along in these lines. You, you mentioned quickly, but I want to take it in a different context. In Adya Shanti's essay, he talks about, or there's an interview with him. In the interview with him that Sam Mo does, uh, he talks about, as you said, finding your question and using that uh, in your practice of inquiry. And I'm wondering if you could ask the same question, what's your question, about the magazine itself. Do you think spirituality and health has a question at the core of if you can say it, of its practice as a magazine. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The magazine comes down uh, in, a, in, a, in one way to, it was Brother David Stendeldraft who wrote a piece in the very first issue about um, spirituality as super aliveness. And and that struck with me. I mean, it just, that stuck, you know, it's just what is, what is total aliveness? What is super aliveness? How do we be most alive? And I, I cling to that. Um, that I mean, that's, and, that and seems, that, yeah, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. And, I mean, and that's, that's about being very, very open. I mean, I, my background is in athletics and in rowing and all that kind of stuff. But I spend most of my time talking to people who are like Adi Ashanti, who was so wonderfully internal and so wonderfully alive. I mean, I like, I like Adi Ashanti. I mean, and I, again, I haven't met him, but my understanding is he, I mean, he likes watch, watching NASCAR and, you know, he <laughs> does regular things. And yeah. I mean, I'm not a NASCAR fan, but he's, you know, he's a regular person and at the same time, he carries with him this awareness that right. brings right. people, you know, thousands of people wanting to sit, sit with him. So I, I'm going to have to wrap this up because we are out of time. But, okay. but let, me, let me just go back to this and, and highlight what you said, because I think it's really important and very succinct the way you put it. That, that if there's a question that drives the magazine that you're trying to, that, that, that motivates the magazine to be what it is. And, and in a sense, it's the question that we're hoping uh, uh, readers ask in their own way is how do I achieve or how do I live with this total aliveness? I mean, a magazine for total aliveness. That, it seems that's, what, that's what's motivating all of this. And I think that's what, what really makes 
the work that we all do for the magazine so exciting because it's not about pushing an agenda. It's about inviting people into this notion of total aliveness. And again, just so we don't lose it, you're inviting people to actually write about what they do to, to achieve this total aliveness and what they're, where their passion Exactly. Are. Yeah. So. And that can be an inner internal practice, or it can be a way of mixing up mushroom elixirs to keep you up all night dancing. I mean, those are yeah. both, <laughs> those are both yeah. spiritual pursuits, you know, well, there you go. So if you have an, a passion that you'd like to write about, you want to get, um, get Steve's ear, they can contact you again. Give us the email address. It's, just Steve at spiritualityhealth.com. All right, Steve. Well, thanks for talking to us. We'll, we'll catch you up. We'll catch up with you at, uh, in two months for the next issue. All righty. Well, thanks so much. My guest today was Steve Kiesling. He's the editor-in-chief of Spirituality and Health magazine. Support for this show comes from the Calling Academy, using research and online courses to empower people from all faiths and spiritual paths to live a full life. Learn how to answer your call at callingacademy.com. Essential Conversations with Rabbi Rami is a project of Spirituality and Health magazine. Please log in to spiritualityhealth.com to subscribe to the magazine in print or digital formats and download the iTunes app for this podcast. Essential Conversations is produced by Ezra Baker and our program coordinator and executive producer is Alma Tassi. I'm Rabbi Rami. Thanks for listening. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.